0: Hi, welcome back to Shop Talk with the Sheriff. I'm Sheriff Gregory Tony here in Broward County. Again, thank you all for coming on our podcast. For our frequent flyers, we thank you for your loyalty and consistency listening to our message, hearing us talk to the community. Uh, for those of you who are new, I typically bring in people with any organization, um, whether it be captains, lieutenants, majors, deputy directors, um, assistants, all across our agency. You know, we're such a massive organization, almost six thousand employees multiple disciplines to include law enforcement, fire rescue, and the Department of Detention. And today, our special guest is coming from the Department of Detention, or as they say, DOD. Uh, they got a lot of swag over there in the Department of Detention, guys, a lot of swag. I got a lot of stories to tell you about. So, why would we focus on the Department of Detention? Because it's National Corrections Week. And who better to bring in than one of our executive members over in the Department of Detention Major Jenny McCook, been with the agency going back as far as 1997, starting your law enforcement career in the academy, uh, has navigated through a multitude of different promotions, of course, uh, really been uh, a trailblazer in her own light, going from sergeant to lieutenant to captain, etc., making her way up, and also having so many different um participating elements within different boards and committees from the Florida Corrections Accreditation Commission done an outstanding job there making sure that we keep our accreditation which is important uh, a graduate uh, have a bachelor's degree and what do you got there health science
1: that's correct
0: yeah we don't have we gonna we talk about that one because in health science I don't see any criminal justice on there that uh, but we'll get to it we'll, we'll pick your brain figure out what you were thinking <laughs> it end up panning out but oh look welcome Jenny thank you major thank you Jenny McCook, I have a little fun with the major because we do a lot of okay. events, we see each other a lot. But welcome, Jenny. Thanks for coming on the show.
1: Thank you so much, Sheriff Tony.
0: So before I get into the importance behind National Corrections Week, tell us a little bit about yourself. All right, I was teasing a little bit about the health science thing, um, but how did you get involved in law enforcement? What was the driving force? You know, normally some, everyone's got a story. Like, it was like I stopped one day and I said, this cop was bad. I'm never going to get stopped. Or my dad was a police officer, so I wanted to be a police officer. What's your story?
1: Okay, so I'm in the field of corrections. It's ideally not a field that someone wakes up or a kid is saying, when I grow up, I want to be a corrections officer. Normally they say, I want to be a firefighter. They want to be a, a police officer. So I kind of fell into it. Um, um so um, was hiring during the, um, in 1997, it was a posting in the newspaper, no, no online newspaper. (laughs) (laughs) Pages. Yes. And a friend of mine said to me, um, Hey, why don't we apply for BSO? And I, I was like, oh, I don't know, for corrections, that seemed kind of masculine. And I didn't think that that would fit me because I'm a girly girl. And <laughs> <laughs> so I um, I thought about it and I thought about the stability. I thought about benefits. I thought about the money, of course, the monetary. Um, and the next day I went and I applied and she never did. And to this date, I've been here and I've um, definitely ex- um, been Blessed, and I'm happy with the decision that I made because um, although we're not in the community, but we do help the community, and we are um, impactful because we could um, definitely um, make changes in people's lives who come into jail. Because everyone in that come to jail, that doesn't have to be their path. They can go out and become positive members of society.
0: No, you're spot on, and you know one of the things I want to do. Uh, you kind of let into it is talk a little bit more about what does it mean to be a member of the department of detention size personnel how many facilities and some of the day-to-day things that are going on inside of our facilities
1: well uh, we have four facilities right now we have the joseph e. conti the main jail the paul ryan facility um and north broward bureau um we're like a family a big family but um and we, we each each um, facility is like a family, their own separate family. Then we interact interchangeably. Um, I, I think that the uh, Department of Detention has um, provided um, many opportunities for um, their members to um, to grow, to become to mature throughout the um, throughout their career and to see that there's other possibilities, whether they may feel like, you know what, I've done this, now let me try um, DLE or maybe I'll go to fire. So that's provided those types of opportunities. I right now oversee um, mental health. So um, I do I do
0: wanna- Yeah, t- that's a good point. So Major, to explain to the community a little bit, cause they're listening in, you, they, you just mentioned that we have four facilities, um, they probably assume all the facilities are the same, but there's some varying degrees in terms of who we populate in each, each facility. You want to cover some of that before you go into the mental health? Because I know that's your baby.
1: So and, um, at the main jail facility, we have our um, pre-magistrate and also we have our maximum custody. That's our maximum, maximum custody facility um, where we also ha- house high profile um, inmates there. And our booking, our booking is there as well
0: right.
1: And in our North Broward, um, that is like the center of although each facility have mental health, but North Broward has uh, most of our mental health inmates. Conti has more programs and they are uh, have more programs and Paul Ryan facility. Um, they have hold our women's population and some programs as
0: well. All right, so that's a perfect overview. Just so un- people understand, look, we're, we're not just um, one major entity doing the same thing. We've specialized some of our facilities to meet the needs of the inmate populations that we're dealing with. And Major, you were talking about how you know, you've know you been focusing on a lot of the mental health care uh, elements in there. Describe a little bit more about some of the things uh, you're, you're talking about as far as what you've been able to implement and what we're doing already.
1: Okay, so um, last year, October, 2021, um, we, we made a commitment to the community and to our MA popu- population to focus on mental health because mental health is not going away. That's okay. it's in the community. It's forever. That it's here. So we have to definitely pay attention to that. So we create their birth the mental health management team, where um, and it consists of myself, my um, executive lieutenant Hankerson, and my sergeant sergeant Rochelle Daniel. Um, And our mission is to provide incarcerated persons on a mental health caseload with treatment services and resources, while in the Department of Detention custody for a successful reintegration um, back into the Community we identify and um, to identify and maintain Community partnerships with external stakeholders who would supply continued support post incarceration and assist with building cognitive and life skills for healthy daily living the optimal result will be self-reliant and productive citizens so what we when we we came together there is there was no blueprint so we came together and we had to identify what our weaknesses were, were within, the, within the jail system. So no. that's what we did. We identified our weaknesses, we concentrated on that. And we um, realized that, hey, um, our mental health, let's get them out, let's get them more, they're involved. So we we have um, a program unit, which um, is heavily involved with um, interacting with the mental health allowing them to interact with each other, try
0: to get them back into Yeah. And look, that, that's huge, right? Because what a lot of folks don't realize in, in our operating budget, we're about a billion dollar uh, operating budget and a good portion, a significant portion, almost $300 million of that is really gravitated towards our department of detention. You know, they eat up a good chunk of the budget because of the facilities, the personnel, uh, the cost for healthcare, for all the different um, inmates that we have, et cetera. So, you know, we're spending big money to keep people in where the mechanism that we should be focusing on as a community, not BSO, everything's not BSO's responsibility, but as a community is what can we do to introduce programs to keep people out of jail. One of the things I always talk about <clears throat> when I, you know, communicate with the community and just total transparency major about how the cost aspect you know, we had an issue with the Bell bond scheduling. And I think Chief Judge Tudor's working on that with the state attorney. Uh, but we had set of circumstances where individuals were housed in our facility, whereas uh, they couldn't afford to pay a $150 bond, let's say. Uh, but it's costing us roughly $300 a day to keep them in. And then a good portion uh, that we deal with come in, you know this better than anybody else, substance abuse problems, mental health problems. So our gels uh, has become the de facto Mental health care institutes, and and it's not just BSO; it's across the country. Um, but we have to do better at that. And I, I love that you guys have taken the initiative to start focusing in on what can we do to help these individuals that are suffering from mental health care, so that we don't have to keep housing them. So, you know, bravo to you all. You know, getting that done. Now, another thing that's big over in the Department of Detention, just going over um, some of the operational things is. Uh, having educational programs available, having programs available in there that can help give individuals tools to walk out and integrate back into society without having a burden of having to get a basic degree or educational training. So, you know, these are things that a lot of folks don't hear about within the Department of Detention, but there's so many multifacets that are occurring in there. Any other big items that you think most civilians don't know about that you all do in and detention side?
1: Well, um, I know that this year that we you know everyone we're confined to the jail, so this year we we're we're really trying to get out to the Community let them know hey we're here. we're here and we're here to help you and we're here to assist you not just keep you in jail, so we have, I think this Saturday, we have an initiative with um, habitat for humanity and we will be um, helping build a home in um, pompano so we're really excited and we're proud of that um, initiative there. So we're definitely trying to do more bigger things in the within the community.
0: Under your command structure, roughly how many people uh, subordinates do you have right now?
1: Under my command, I have two, and I have that's um, that's um, Lieutenant Hankerson and Sergeant Daniel. Those they report directly to me.
0: Okay, and dealing with those two, what does that umbrella look like um, okay. under them as well?
1: So now they cover all. All of the jails. So, um, the, although Lieutenant Hankerson's um, executive officer, he um, and he's just over Sergeant Daniel. But he, because mental health is in every facility, he covers every facility. So we make we've made direct we've made directives we've made operations orders to um, get us to understand you know protect us and protect the, um, the our inmate population on how procedures should be. Um, how the procedure should be
0: go should go. What do you think? You know, so you've ran from gosh, sergeant, lieutenant, executive officer, captain, um, over you were the captain over the main jail at one point, weren't yeah. you? One of the captains? Yeah. That's right. And so you've seen the the navigation of inmates coming in and going out. What do you think is one of the biggest things that we on the on your partner side, right? Because law enforcement we're kind of the gatekeepers. We're out there hooking them up and then bringing them into your facilities. Um, Any gap there, anything you think that, hey, from the law enforcement side, you guys need to consider X because it's impacting the jail. Anything pops into mind? The reason why I bring that up is because I know there's some officers listening. I know there's some rookies out there that I need to coach up, make sure they're making good discretionary decisions. Anything you would offer them,
1: I could tell you, this is my personal opinion, that I think that um, correction officers, detention officers make the best um, road cop because we have the patience. We, uh, we deal with these individuals that are hooked up. You only deal with them for maybe a, a couple of hours right. or so. And we have to see them day in and day out. And we have to know how we can talk to them because this is where they live. That's so right. I think definitely the um, the interpersonal skills, understanding, listening, um, and it does take time. It does take patience. And I think that that if that can benefit the role um, very much so.
0: Yeah, you know, I've got to lean on that side and say you're right um, in, in a lot of respects because when I before I started my law enforcement career, one of the first jobs I had fresh out of college. Um, and I was balling, right? They were paying me big money. I think I was making like 25 grand a year. Uh, I was teaching over at Color Correctional Institute in Northern Florida, and it was, you know, uh, high risk uh, offenders, violent offenders, sexual predators, and I was teaching them like adult basic literacy and pre-GED, trying to get them ready to reintegrate back into society and not recidivate, right? That's the goal. And I had to learn how to really talk to these guys on their level. Now, fortunately, I grew up on the streets of Philadelphia, so a lot of the language was very familiar (laughs) when I went in there. But the patience. You know, I didn't walk in there with the Batman belt and the gun and the taser and a baton and the OC spray. I walked in there with a leather belt from, you know, Macy's, and there was nothing attached to it. It was just gonna be all hands. But you learned, right, how to talk to people, understand their frustrations. And then, when I came into law enforcement, I had that tolerance level established already, knowing that, okay, um, people are gonna be aggressive, people are gonna be loud, people are gonna shout, people are gonna use profanity. Uh, All these things that it may be verbal communication and abusive, but it's not a physical assault on you. And so you have to figure out how to manage that. And I know you guys do that day in and day out. all the time. So, but you know, for my law enforcement guys that are listening, I'm not about to send you all into the jail, so calm down, relax, Uh, put your seatbelt back on and keep patrolling. We're doing just fine. Um, So Major, another thing is, why is this important, right? Just the summary of it, the National Corrections Week. Why is it important for our country to continue to recognize what's occurring uh, in the corrections and the people that are doing this job, like yourself?
1: Well, during National Corrections Officers we it takes the um, it's a time that's taken out to recognize and to show appreciation to a field that I consider to be unsung. Uh, President Reagan in 1984 made a proclamation, Proclamation Number 5187, that deemed the first week in May as National Correctional Officers Week. And I think he said it best by stating that the duties of these officers have become increasingly complex and demanding. They are called upon to fill simultaneously custodial, supervisory and counseling roles. The professionalism, dedication and courage exhibited by the officers throughout the performance of their demanding and often conflicting roles deserves our utmost respect. The important work of correctional officers often does not receive the recognition from the public it deserves.
0: Well, boy, I can't follow up on that. All right. Okay, meeting adjourned. Everyone break. <laughs> no, no. Great overview. <laughs> you know, you don't top the president of the United States. You just shut your mouth and walk away. Right. So, you uh, know, but that's a good overall, you know, recap on everything. But we appreciate everything that you all are doing. You know, again, it's National Corrections Week. It's not lost on us uh, to the community. You may not see these heroes every day because they're in-house taking care of some of society's worse, um, but they're putting their lives on the line. It's a risky job. Uh, again, we can't thank you all enough. And I hope that the community out there understands how vital you are um, from the Department of Detention side for our whole organization and for the whole county. You know, people forget this there's only one county jail. The criminals in Coral Springs, they come to BSO. The criminals in uh, Pembroke Pines, they come to BSO. Ultimately, they're going to end up in our care, custody, and control, which is our priority. So, Major, thank you for coming on. Again, for those of you who are coming in late, shame on you, but today's special guest is Major Jenny McCook, who's been with the Department of uh, Detention here at BSO since 1997, has really ran the gauntlet from becoming a sergeant, promoting internally all the way up to the rank of major. I was so happy to um, accommodate that recommendation for a promotion when they want everyone said, it's gotta be Jenny. Jenny's gotta be the next major. Jenny, Jenny, Jenny. okay, all right. But again, thanks for joining us, Majors. You know, I'll see you probably at the next event, as always.
1: Yes, absolutely. And I want to thank you for having me. And I would just like to say, go D.O.D.
0: See, didn't I tell you all early on? D.O.D. runs around with all the swag. There's not enough swag for the rest of the agency because of D.O.D. So, (laughs) well, thank you all for joining me on Shop Talk with the Sheriff. Remember to follow me on Instagram at BSO Sheriff Tony. It's not a stunt double. It's me. Also, subscribe to the podcast so you get early alerts for every new episode. In the meantime, stay safe, be humble, and try to love somebody just a little bit more than you love yourself. Take care.